Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon, and there is the true author of our intro, Oti, back there rocking it out. And uh, not really, but thanks for joining <laughs> us today. Uh, Oti, how are you doing? How was uh, your, your afternoon so far? <laughs> uh, it was it was good. I went uh, I went to take my measures to, for a tux because I have my sister's wedding and I have my mm. best friend's wedding in the summer. So I was doing that. Hung out with some friends, came in like an hour before the show, and when I got home, there was a crash right in front of the entrance to my neighborhood. So I was stuck in traffic for 20 minutes trying to get in. Yeah, that's never fun, especially nope. when you have somewhere to go. There's always something happening. Yeah, and I was like, this will probably be like quick, and then like yeah. five minutes before the show, they still hadn't cleared the car. So I was like, I'm right, I'm gonna be late. <laughs> yeah, man, I always say that days that I'm. Then I'm on time. I'm waiting here for 10 minutes. I'm, oh, it's not here. It's, when I'm late, you're always here, busting my chops. I'm usually here like 10 minutes before. <laughs> 15 minutes before I'm sitting in my desk. Like, yeah. I, I moved, uh, hey, I moved my setup, by the way. So. I know. I was going to say something uh, yesterday. Yes, actually. I'll just mention real quick. We were, thanks to Mike from uh, Who's the Boss and Laughing Place. They, he had us on his podcast. We spent about an hour there talking Star Wars. A lot of fun. So thanks to Mike. And I saw that you had a new setup. I was going to mention something, but I left it. But looks good. So uh, I got to work on it because I have like a part of my desk that detaches from the desk. And I mm -hmm. put it here to have. Because I think this is a better setup than what I had there. Yeah. But I have to work on it because I, I think I need a little table because this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. I My chair comes like to half my back. I need a new one. My desk, I think we have this. It's not even a desk. I don't know what, how, what you call this. But I, we had them since we moved to Florida well, 14 years ago. So I need something new. So just to show you the behind the scenes, in order to put this <laughs> on the thing, I had to take this uh, cabinet off. Yeah, um, I got, uh, you can say, well, my boom arm or whatever you want to call for my mic. Same thing, I had to take some shelves off from here. My laptop right now is on top of a Disney box. It's like 10 inches high just to have it. So, yeah, it's a whole production. And by the way, this is the box I threw out. <laughs> <laughs> you took the box out of the box. <laughs> All right. So, again, thanks to Mike for having us on his show yesterday. Make sure to check fun. out his podcast and also their YouTube channel, uh, Laughing Place. Find it out. We're there for, for a little bit. A lot of fun. Uh, so, as always, make sure if you're watching us for the first time, thanks for joining us. Make sure you subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our great fun topics and shows that we do every Saturday. If you're watching now live, thanks as always for being here. Give us a like, thumbs up, and leave a comment down below on all the topics we're going to be discussing today. So before we start, as you guys know, we do this live on Saturdays, and then we release the audio podcast on Mondays. We're going to be doing it a little bit different for this one. It's going to come out on Tuesday, February 7th, which is Star Wars Podcast Day 2023 celebrating the 24th anniversary of Jedi Talk, which was the very first Star Wars-related podcast that came out on the February 7th, 1999. Well, you were what, like eight years old at that point, nine years old? You didn't know I what was, a computer was? I was six. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
And Phantom yeah. Menace was just what, about what to come the, out. What was the date? What was the date? February February seventh, nineteen ninety nine. Man, I was about to turn nineteen. By the way, let's go to the chat for a second. Who's here? Who's here in the chat today? We have Brennan. Brennan, thanks for being here, Brennan. As always, he's liking my shirt. This this shirt is Come actually on. really cool. I know it's controversial, but on the back you have all this the Star Wars titles with the dates they released. Oh, okay. That's, that's like go, cool. when you go to a concert, and the back of the shirt has all the dates for the, the yes, tour dates. That, that's exactly why I got it. So if <laughs> someone sees me from the back, they'll be like, "Oh, cool!" And then when they see me in the front, they'll be like, "Oh man, really? That shirt." <laughs> Man, not to jump in, but who is out there? Dale. Dale, thanks for you. For two weeks in a row, Dale has not been blocked. Yes. Thanks for being. Uh, who is it? Boris Kidd, I think. Well, reporter out there, he throws a lot of good articles. He, just, he did a tweet, you know, throwing some shade on JJ Abrams. So mm -hmm. come on, you don't need to. Something about, oh, the last movie he directed was the controversial Rise of Skywalker. Like, I'll, I'll just say this. like. It, even if you're in a, I hate Rise of Skywalker high horse. Every last Star Wars movie <laughs> is the most controversial Star Wars yeah. movie ever since yeah. the last one. So it's whatever. Oh <laughs> man, it's and also uh, whatever. We're not gonna jump into it. Uh, so yes, yeah, Star Wars Star Wars podcast day. There's over a hundred podcasts um, celebrating this. They're gonna be releasing episodes on I'm Tuesday. Have to something for the. Latino yeah. representation in Spanish. This counts. We can do half of this in Spanish. Oh, Star Wars hoy, hablar de lo, del crawl, cómo empiezan las películas, Star Wars Visions, va para oh. España. So. Va para España, para Chile. Chile, vamos a estar bueno. All right, so that kind of counts. ¿Cómo? ¿Cómo se dice crawl en español? Nah, no idea. No okay. idea how would you say this is an English Spanish. podcast, by the way. We're just we're not the first Spanish-speaking Puerto Rican Star Wars podcast. We know we didn't get it. Oh, that went to someone that sort of yeah. I mean, tell that to Primera Hora, but we're kind of diverge a little bit. So if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars and Star Wars News. Star Wars News. Right, all the Star Wars news. We we knew this was coming. It was revealed earlier this week that Vision Season Two is coming out. No surprise, May Fourth, Star Wars Day, and they announced the directors and the studios behind it, plus the release date, May Fourth. Again, nine more shorts coming out all on the same day, probably between twelve to twenty minutes long, same as last time. You excited that this is coming out so soon? I'm kind of surprised that it's coming. We got Bad Batch, Mando, and now Visions all back to back to back. That this close? I, I'm excited. I'm actually surprised yeah. it's coming out on May 4th because, you know, that's a very recognized date in Star Wars. And I don't yeah. think Visions is this huge thing among the fandom. But it's awesome. It gives it more exposure, I think. Mm -hmm. I, it's interesting. I love the concept of Visions and I love that they're doing more. But yesterday I was like, like, I saw a list of all the episodes from the yeah. first volume, and I was like, I didn't love most of this. <laughs> I actually <laughs> oh, love wow. like three or four. So again, I'm 
even the ones I didn't like were like an adventure to watch because I had mm -hmm. no idea what we were getting yeah. into or, or there are no rules basically <laughs> like in the twins when the lightsaber cuts the oh that's the best <laughs> well, what's going on sure okay <laughs> so and that's, that was it no I think El, the Ronin one was the first one right and then twins yeah. was the second one very different no, twins in was tone. the third one okay uh, Bohemian Raps uh Bohemian Tatooine Rhapsody was the <laughs> second one um for for example, Tatooine Rhapsody was one I was very excited for, and I didn't like it that much. Nah, so it's again, low it's, on my list. It's a mixed bag, but it's I think it's a fun mixed bag to yeah. like figure out for yourself. Yeah, it's nothing to to get angry about or mad about. It's no, no, nice, the cool appeal. Some of them were just over the top, amazing, and then some were like, okay, like you say, it's a fun adventure. Let's watch some kids want to play for Jabba the Hutt in Dabunta Eve. And one of them is a Jedi, so that's cool. For example, uh, T.O.B. 1 was one mm. that I thought I was not going to like. I loved that episode. I really yeah. loved that episode. I don't know why, but it just clicked with me. And I don't really enjoy The Village Bride that much. And that's one of the favorite ones for everyone. It's one of my favorites, but I'm, I was never that high on it. And yeah. The Twins is usually ranked as one of the worst. I That's my favorite. That's my favorite one. It's just all over the it, top, like you said. It was that's... like Dragon Ball Z. In, exactly. In Star Wars. Yeah. So I'm going to put a, something, a link up here later. Uh, just watch our reviews. I did with Lauren. I had to do it twice for the first time my stream I was remember, cut I out. Remember that. I remember yeah, it wasn't fun. Uh, but Visions, again, coming coming out Exciting. in March 4th. Um, like you said, kind of surprising, but what did we get for March 4th last time? It was the Book of Boba Fett behind the scenes, oh, I think. Yeah. And maybe uh, this, not a trailer, but a little clip for Kenobi or something like that. It wasn't that much. Yeah. So at least we're getting rumors, something. Yeah, it was all the rumors that we were getting Kenobi that day, but it didn't happen. So. Yeah, I don't think it was a trailer, but. We got some, uh, maybe some of those concept art that they gave us like for, anyway, it wasn't that much. Visions is okay. And um, we'll maybe get something for Mandalorian because it'll be right after Mando finish. So maybe we'll get the, that gallery episode for Mandalorian season three. Yeah. But very, the what gets me very excited is something we've mentioned here and on your show you mentioned it, it's that they're going away from the anime studios. We love those, but let's give other people and all, and all, and other cultures a stab at it. So we, like we said, nine new studios from nine different countries. So let's go through them real quick, the studios and the name for the stories, and then anything that jumps out. So we have, uh, I'll be the name of the studio first, their country, and then the, the episode El Guiri from Spain. It's called Sith. Come on, that's gonna be. That's the name of the of the episode. Yeah, that's the name of the episode. Sith. I, man, this is gonna be weird. But I, <laughs> I was hoping they were gonna do like a Don Quixote thing with, because uh, Spaniards are very proud yeah. of Don Quixote. I was hoping for something like that, but it's called Sith. I, I don't know. Let's see. Man, the, the Village Bride, and it's about this hidden Jedi and. Uh, the rabbit lady. I don't put too much into it. Maybe you, they you, can do something. You know what's going to be fun, Alberto? Those Spanish episodes, we can actually watch in the original language. Yes. Yeah, because can... they'll probably do the same thing. Because for season one, it was all Japanese and then the dub one. So probably yeah. do the same thing here. And yeah, we'll watch those in Spanish. That, that's See, yeah. Cartoon Saloon from Ireland is still doing Screechers Reach, whatever that is. Sure. Punk <laughs> <laughs> Punk Robot from Chile, Indie Stars, interesting. 
Altman from the United Kingdom. I am your mother, mother, and Altman. Everyone's going. This is the one that they'll do. Oh, it's a claymation. The claymation studio. That's kind of crazy. Yes, I mean, I am your mother. A play of I am your father. Is this a me Skywalker one? Is it? I don't know. I think this is gonna hit me on, in my feels. Just the name I, of it. I'm gonna throw like a wild card since we're gonna talk about DC, but I, I'm kind of thinking they're gonna do like there's this comic in Batman where it's actually a flashpoint um, mm -hmm. where Bruce dies instead of his parents and his mother becomes the Joker. So what Whoa. if me or Pat may becomes Darth Vader? And then you connect it with the Sith from Spain. I mean, Ooh. that'll be freaking awesome. <laughs> <That'll> be. <laughs> uh, Studio Mirror from South Korea, Journey to the Dark Head. Studio La Cachette from France, Spy Dancer. Maybe similar to, to the singing one from the first season. 88 Pictures from India, The Bandits of Golak. Dodge Stagio from Japan doing The Pit. And Triggerfish Studio from South Africa doing Owl's Song. And there's one, I don't know if it's, if it's the one from Japan or this one from South Africa that Lucasfilm is also working with them. In oh, for, really? Yeah, it's for one of them. Okay. Uh, so, Oti, apart from um, Spain, España, and Chile, anything jump out that you're really the interested in seeing? South African, for sure. Yeah. I I want to see what what that's like. I I think when we did, I, I mentioned it yesterday that yeah. um, when we did the review, I I said I wanted to see something from Spain, and I think it I said Morocco at that time. So okay. you know, same it's not same country but same continent. So it's gonna be interesting <laughs> that perspective. Yeah, when I did mine, I said if we're gonna keep it to one country or one. Yeah, one country doing all nine. I wanted maybe Mexico because Mexico has a big uh, animating animation background. And give me a Day of the Dead kind of Netherworld of the Force thing. I was looking for that, but we'll see. We'll see uh, what we get. Lucasfilm, go to Argentina and do a soccer one. Like, do it for <laughs> me. Do it for me. Yeah. And, and and make jerseys. I'll buy one. Screw oh, <laughs> everyone would buy those. Soccer is right now. It's everywhere. Or football, I should say. We don't wanna. Right. Uh everyone in the chat, let us know if what if you know these studios, what are you looking into? What are you excited for? Any of the titles catch your attention? But I am your mother for me. Uh Sith, of course. And oh, the bandits of Golag. Sounds weird enough. Wild. So yeah. All right. And then I don't have anything in terms of uh a graphic or a name down there just gonna mention real quick i don't know how it's not official because lucasfilm hasn't said anything i just saw from a couple of websites saying that it's they said that luke luke with goranson was not gonna return to do the score for mandalorian season three and uh, one of his collaborators joseph shirley will be taking over joseph shirley he did the book of boba fett score but work with Ludwig in season one and two of The Mandalorian. He's also worked for in Black Panther with him in the Creed movies. I think he's doing Creed three for Ludwig. All of those sites saying that Ludwig, Ludwig was busy doing Black Panther two soundtrack, plus working with Christopher Nolan doing the Oppenheimer soundtrack that's coming out this summer. So he didn't have time to make the book, uh, the Mandalorian one. 
surprising to hear if this is true at least for me are you surprised that he might not return it makes sense because he's such a busy composer at the moment i mean i'm i'm very skeptical about it because mm. he's and uh, these are big these are big words but i think he's been the next music wise the best mm. thing to happen to star wars since john williams i know the Kiner Defenders, they're great. I love them. But I think the Ludwig impact is massive because he's a very different composer yeah. to John Williams. And at first I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I like this. And I remember watching the second tra the, the trailer for season two when that score kicks in. Yeah. Na -na -na -na, I was like, oh my <laughs> God, chills. Like, no way. So, I mean the da -dung, that's mm -hmm. iconic star wars now and I, I don't know i for me his impact can't be understated and i really hope it's not true yeah uh, i don't want to echo everything that you said but same thing when i came into mando season one i like what is this i i don't know it didn't feel star wars enough right but by half halfway through it or probably like three or four episodes it's like okay this for and this uh environment makes sense but right now like you say that ta and the little whistle when he shows up you know what's coming you know that the mandalorian is there so it's become very iconic for star wars and unfortunately not the other shows have been able to replicate it book of boba fett and or kenobi at least for me these scores weren't that memorable so I don't know. It's skeptical, but since Shirley Joseph Shirley has worked with Luke Wick doing the other Mandalorian seasons, I'm a little bit okay. He has a background; I, he knows a little bit, so I'm not too bummed about it. But again, it's not official. We'll see what happens. What I was gonna mention is that it, it would suck if he's not coming back, but it would be interesting because Ludwig came by being trained by uh, Hans Zimmer. Mm -hmm. And he actually got his first big uh, gig when Hans Zimmer couldn't do a Nolan movie and then Ludwig came in yeah. and did it. So it would be like, you know, the passing on the torch <laughs> to someone else, which, yeah. whatever. But <laughs> again, so I I'm open to it, but it would suck in a way. Yeah. Was it Tenet that he did? Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. Do I understand all of it? No. It's entertaining. I, I love that. I, I, I love that movie. I love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. <laughs> All right. So that was it basically for Star Wars new site. At least Star Wars new site and worthy of covering. But all right, with that, we move to the TV side. And before we go, do Dale was saying that they're moving Ludwig to movies. I mean, he's, that's where he got kind of, like you say, his big gig working with Ryan Coogler doing the Creed ones plus Black. Black Panther, just watching Black Panther 2 before, great score, so very busy person right now. But let's talk about Star Wars on TV. Star Wars on TV. Oh, I mute myself. Star Wars on TV, I gotta make uh, it shorter. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like five seconds I, and four of those, I, like I guess. I, I know. It. And whatever, it's for the audio people out there. All right, Oti, episode six of the Bad Batch Tribe came out. We kind of expected it. this was going to be the Gunji episode. 
I said I didn't care too much about Gonji last week. I'll, I'll eat my words. I don't, I, they sounded rough. It's not that I don't like Gonji, but it's okay. Um, did you enjoy this episode? You like seeing a Jedi back on screen? It's been a while that we've seen a Jedi on animated form, I guess. Um, yeah, I... I liked the episode a lot. I uh, we talked about it. And I said mm-hmm. like, um, even if I knew Gunji was coming back, and even knowing that we were gonna see him with his lightsaber, <laughs> when it happened, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it was effective for me. I, I had a ton of fun with this episode, and I haven't been the biggest fan of the, the previous ones, so um, this was very much in in my aisle. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday in the podcast we were on, so just repeating the same thing. But again, it's first time since the second episode that we have the whole Bad Batch together. Yeah, Kind of miss having them, even though not everyone had something to do in this episode that kind of showed off their skill. It was good to have the, the band back together, as they like to say. Very entertaining episode. And I said it yesterday. I said, I'll say it again today. Watching this episode with my daughter... She doesn't know who Gonji was, didn't know who Gonji was. So when he's pulling that thing from the guy's uh, belt line, she said, like, oh, what, what is he grabbing? I'm just, oh, just wait. And when he turned that lightsaber on, she lost it. She's like, oh, I love this. I love that. I said, that's it. That's all I need. This show might not be for me. It's for them. So anyone that doesn't enjoy the, the series, it's not for you. It's for the younger crowd or anyone out there that's going to have that reaction. So... In that sense, the Bad Batch is working. It's very effective. So I'm glad I was there to experience that with her. She got so excited to see a a Wookiee Jedi in animation. So for that, I'm very, very pleased. Um, I love those weird droid slavers that we got in the episode in the first part. Just seeing droids organized and trying to run a business. A shady business. It's a weird business, and it's weird seeing it, but I loved it. I love when droids just call humans, humans or organic, because they always say, oh, droid, just shut up, or droid, go get me that. So it's like, oh, what's your problem, human? We saw it in the, the Speed Racer episode, and now we got it again. So I do did enjoy those. Uh, we always say, oh, the animation is great. The music is great. Anything else that stood out for you in this episode? Um. I'm maybe looking forward to where the season might go after this one. Yeah, I I like to see Omega discover continue to discover the galaxy and seeing the injustices. Mm-hmm. It also helps with what was happening in the first episodes with uh, Tech saying to Hunter, "Hey, we're not helping. Things are happening, yeah. and we're not doing anything." And and you know, thinking like, "Hey, we helped Omega. We could do a difference. We could help yeah. other kids." And here they get to do that. They help. Yeah. They get to help Gungi. They bring him back home they help the the wookies so yeah no for me theme wise it, it worked better than the previous episodes which i had fun with but they were fine <laughs> yeah so th- this one i think was a, a bit of an upgrade and yeah it was fun yeah like we've mentioned before it's the bad batch is omega show you need to realize that yeah the clones are there crosshair stories there but especially this season it's following like you said her introduction to the galaxy and the way the galaxy is working right now they mentioned in the episode there's still children growing up in this changing world in this war-torn galaxy so it's great to see how she experiences these these issues 
So just know for people out there that not, might not be enjoying Omega for whatever reason, this is her show. She's the lead character, the main character. So let's let's follow her and see where her story goes. Love seeing the Wookiees, love seeing Kashyyyk. I'm glad they didn't shove Chewbacca into this. 10 years ago, if there was Wookiees, Chewbacca would probably have made his way there. So I'm glad he wasn't there. Uh, what else? I was gonna say something that I liked and I just blanked as I was saying the other things. Um, oh, so we, again, kept going back through the podcast we did yesterday. We talked about this a little bit before about Jedi's were What's why are there so many changes from other 66 and not retread what we talked yesterday? No, let's do it. Let's go. All right. Over. So, as we do this kind of transition, we've mentioned before, we talked a little bit. I'll do it this way. Last week, we talked a little bit. I think it was last week. No, in the episode three, I mentioned that so many clones are now breaking away from Order 66, kind of not following with the Empire. I was kind of put off a little bit. Because we've been told, just watching the prequels and everything, that clones turned and everything went to hell. And now Rex you know, took the chip out. The Bad Batch was not affected by it. Wrecker, obviously. Um, Cody now is kind of away from it. And you mentioned, well, just kind of worse off. But talking now about the Jedi, it's how many Jedi are kind of surviving or the 66? Is this an issue for you? Yoda told Luke after I died, that's all the Jedi you will be. Now we have Ahsoka, we have Cal Kessie, we have Kanan for a little bit. Even, I mean, he didn't make it past that. We have Ezra, Gunji. Some people may have some issues with all these Jedi that keep appearing. And as we go into that, what are your thoughts on it? Because uh, people will say, where, where, where were they during the original trilogy and past it? But my question going into, into it was, do you think Gunji's reason for it is he just stays in Kashyyyk. He found a family. He found his tribe, like they say in Solo. It's the same thing. And that's his life now. He's trying to rebuild Kashyyyk. And he's not his Jedi days are done, but that's the reason he's not out there helping. He's in Kashyyyk. That's his, his planet now that he needs yeah. to keep safe. Yeah, so I the, the way I think about this is like, yeah, it's weird. And I remember when the news stories from Disney were yeah. coming out and oh, this Order 66 survivor. I was like, come on. <laughs> and, you know, what we talked about is like, there were like 10,000 Jedis when Order 66 yeah. went down. And for us, a hundred Jedi being alive is like way too much. <laughs> Luke was the last one. And when you think about it, if a hundred live, it means that 9,000... <laughs> 9,900 of them died, yeah. <laughs> like massacred. So it's still a big moment. It, for me, it's not taking away from what happened because what happened was a horrific thing. I, I don't want to like do this false equivalency, yeah. but like whenever there's like a massive shooting in the United States and you know, 10 people died, it's horrible. We all like, how can this mm -hmm. happen? But no one's out there like, yeah, but 40 people survived. It's like, no, because it's still a horrible yeah. thing that mm -hmm. happened. And this entire group got decimated. And so for me, like, I've taken away the weight from thinking, like, oh, how could he have survived? Because, <laughs> and again, they're on different paths. Like, I agree. I think Gungi mm -hmm. is going to stay in Kashyyyk. And people are going to go like, but where was he when <laughs> Cal came? 
It's like Kashyyyk is a big planet. <laughs> That's one thing that we'll get back to when oh I'm gonna go to X planet because someone's there and they'll find it like in two minutes. Oh, there's a blockade on the planet. Just go out the other way. It's, 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 you know, they will see you. Just take the other the other route. You know, with Vader, it's weird because Luke lived in Vader's mom's house. But people <laughs> always going like, why didn't he go to Tatooine? Because Tatooine is a big planet. And it's a desert. You, it's, you can't it's find it, your way around it. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. know. It's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been on the mind that it's weird that I just the more they put into it, the more Jedi that They're survive. They're pushing it. I, I, I'm not going to lie. They're pushing it. And I'm having to give out excuses <laughs> on why it makes sense. But, yeah. like, I, I'm still waiting for someone to be like fighting straight up fighting the Empire. That's gonna be like, oh, this yeah. Weird. <laughs> Which is again, I didn't play the game, but when Cal Kestis meets Darth Vader, it's kind of, oh, it's, I don't know what's going on. And he survived, but anyway, that's different. Second, second video game is coming, so we won't talk about it. Just push back a little bit. We'll be out. Um, where was I going? Oh, reading Darth Plagueis that I've mentioned. I've been reading. And not to spoil too much about it, but Palpatine and Plagueis are talking about eh, there's a lot of Jedi out there. There's not an easy way to take all of them out. And that's when they start thinking about having some military or something always with them in a way to just annihilate them. But not every Jedi has clones with them. There's Jedi doing other stuff. So it kind of makes sense that some of them might survive. But yeah, the more they keep surviving, it's kind of, you now have to explain why they're not there. But so far, being okay with the way they've been doing it, I'm not too concerned about it. So, all right, next week, we're getting two episodes of The Bad Batch. We'll be halfway through. I think the, the season is 16 episodes. We'll be now episode seven and eight, getting closer to the end and also when Mandalorian comes out. But yeah, again, it's been a... An enjoyable season so far. Nothing stands out, at least to me. I know a lot of people have loved the episode. But nothing stands out to say, okay, this is mandatory watch. But I don't think that series is meant to be consumed that way. So we'll be back next week talking a little bit more about The Mandalorian. Yeah, The Mandalorian. The Bad Batch. And that's why we have trouble with it. All right, Oti, let's jump now to our main topic for the day. And that is not the Bad Bash. Get out of here. It's Star Wars Crawls. We talked about Star Wars titles last week. Let's talk about Crawls. This is something that we all enjoy. We all look forward to them a little bit more than titles, at least myself, because it tells us a little bit what we're going to be expecting for the movie we're going to be watching. Do you like Crawls, Otis? This is a waste of time. Get that big I, music right there. Brand, I, and da, 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 da. I, I love the cross. I, it's <laughs> probably doesn't? one of my favorite things about Star Wars. I was so disappointed in Rogue One when it didn't start yes. out with one. Um, even now, Alberto, every time I watch a Star Wars movie, I'll read the crawl. Like, I, oh, and I'll, be, and I'll be like, <laughs> I gotta read. And yeah. I, I would say, like, when it's a new Star Wars movie, it's funny because the entire crowd like cheers when the title comes mm. out, but when the call, call starts, silence. Everyone's <laughs> reading as if we had a quiz about it in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. This is it. This is Star Wars. I know they're not the first one to do it, but this is Star Wars. It's a crawl. Everyone knows it. Same as you. Very bummed that Rogue One didn't have one. We'll get jump into it. What were you going to say? 
I, I was gonna ask you because for me, there was like there will never be a crawl like the one for Force Awakens. Yes, because we knew nothing about the movie. We had no mm -hmm. idea about the plot, so that's this was gonna be the first clue of what the hell is going on. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. I, I wanted to ask you because when the prequels were coming out, I really, I when Phantom Menace came out, I barely could read uh, English. <laughs> um with attack of the clones and uh i, I vividly remember the revenge mm -hmm. of the sith one but I, I i read them but i wasn't like too into it mm -hmm. uh, for me as a kid it was maybe like this oh, boring <laughs> the reading part of the movie yeah so yeah for I, I wanted to ask you for you when phantom menace came out when the the, the prequels came out did were you like into the experience of what is it gonna say oh man going back now uh, honestly, I can't remember. I can't remember okay. my reaction to Cindy Crawl. But yes, I was extremely excited. We're still getting it with the uh, Fox fanfare, so the, all the drums and everything before, and then Star Wars jumps out. So yeah, I was, of course, excited to read it. A lot of political stuff, taxation of the trade routes from Navona. <laughs> hey, where's the Jedi? But it ends with, oh, but the Chancellor sent two Jedi to kind of Take care of this pro problem. I'm like, okay, here we go. And that's one thing I love about crawls is that it sets you up for what's coming. If it's either the middle chapter or the last one, it kind of gives you a little bit of where they left off and then where the movie's going. So in that sense, always very excited to see the crawls. Uh, be talking a little bit about Rogue One and then we're gonna circle back to Rogue One at the end. I was sure for some reason that when they did the DVD release or Blu-ray that they were going to backtrack and really? add a crawl. At that point, I wasn't on Star Wars Twitter. I didn't know all of this. I'm like, oh, they're going to hear that people are complaining and they're going to see that people really wanted a crawl and they're going to put one in. And then it came out and I didn't have it. Well, you, you mentioned already, you were a little bit bummed, but does it make sense that I think the explanation was, yeah, the crawls are just for the saga series or the saga movies, not for this, but for Solo, we got not a crawl, but we got something. We similar. got a crawl. <laughs> <laughs> just in a different format. The Blade Runner thing. Yeah. Uh, man, so I, I wasn't expecting it for Rogue One. Mm -hmm. And in hindsight, I don't know if it was a mistake because even revealing a little bit mm. like what that crawl is it's basically <laughs> the same one from new hope like <laughs> it's 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 so i think it's a weird crawl to write and even then like we didn't have all the andor context to mm -hmm. it so i don't know um so i i wasn't really expecting it but i i don't know if they're ever gonna do that again because i think they were experimenting mm. like you know that was the first non-saga movie like mm -hmm. you could do anything <laughs> and with solo you could do anything so i don't know if that's gonna be the route I, I really think star wars needs it like that for me is the switch from i'm sitting in a movie theater to watch a movie to <laughs> i'm sitting in a movie theater to watch a star wars like seeing okay. the lucasfilm and then the bam, 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 bam. <laughs> yeah and we took a stab at it and we'll come out We'll come back at the end. We took a stab at writing our own Rogue One crawl. We'll see how we did. And since I have read Catalyst before Rogue One, I said here Catalyst was my favorite Star Wars book for a long Great time. Book. That served as my crawl. Yeah. Basically. I knew. Yeah, but that's it's a like 400 a, page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about reading for the movie. That's a lot of reading before the movie. 
I, I read Catalyst after uh, Rogue One, okay. which made me dislike Rogue One more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. No, I was like, where was not. all of this? <laughs> <laughs> we saw Guerrera and the other guy that was helping him. All this relationship between Krennic and you know and Aris and the Arsos and they were on court. Yeah, it's great. It's a great book. Great um, book. Yeah. So we're not gonna be able to talk about all of them. We'll be here all day. I put out uh, a poll out on Twitter for all the trilogies. Some of them won. Surprised. I'll be surprised that a new hope didn't make it. And after the too. first awakens. Very surprised. I yeah. Are we gonna right. talk about them now or? Yeah, let's start. So episode three, that's the one that won the fan vote out there for the prequel trilogy. And let me read it real quick. And uh, let's break it down, how it connects from the previous movie and then the tone that it sets for the movie we're going to be watching or anything else we want to discuss. <laughs> and uh, one word kind of threw everyone by surprise. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith, war. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by, Ruth, by the ruthless Sith Lord Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. In a stunning move, the fiendish droid leader General Grievous has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. As the Separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. A lot of words, a lot of names, General Grievous, Kanduku, Palpatine, or the Chancellor, two Jedi Knights. So this is, what, 10 years, no, three years after Attack of the Clones. Starts with the big word there, Oti, war. People hate it. People make memes about it. You said you kind of remember a little bit. No, no, no. This. I vividly remember this. All right, so give me your experience. I, I, I have to go into context. I really have to go into context of what was happening that day. We <laughs> arrived at Disney World. Ooh. It was Star Wars weekends. Um, the parks, when you were going in, security, stormtroopers. Yeah. So I was in Star Wars mood, like 100%. And that day was my sister's birthday. Oh, that's And a lot. she wanted to see Cirque du Soleil. And my dad and I wanted to see Star Wars. So what did we do? <laughs> we went to see Star Wars. So it was the first time I went to a theater and everyone was dressed up. Because when Phantom Menace came out and Attack of the Clones came out, I was a kid. So I wasn't going to yeah. a, a midnight showing. I was going, mm -hmm. you know, on a Friday at 3 p.m. <laughs> and so there were not really cosplayers. So, you know, there was people dressed as Yoda, people dressed as Obi-Wan. I was like... I was in the perfect mood to watch a Star Wars movie. And when that crawl kicked in and the first words were war, I was like, I was 13, 12. So it was a perfect age for yeah. that movie. So I, I was just like entranced. <laughs> and it's a yeah. great crawl. It's a great crawl. It is. It is. Um, my experience with it, I think this was the first movie that I went to a midnight showing or close to it. Maybe one of the Lord of the Rings movies or around that time. Uh, there was no advanced um, ticket purchase no. at that time, uh, no advanced seating. So I went no, that, no, yeah, nothing. So I'm still in Puerto Rico, Plaza Carolina. Shout out. Was well, five, about five minutes from my house. Um, so I went there. Never like, been to like, that theater, by the way. I don't know. Caribbean Cinemas, I think, was uh, who it's run it. I don't know how it is The now. only one left. <laughs> Shouldn't surprise me. Anyway. Cinevista uh, was the other one. Yeah. Oh, Cinevista, yeah. So I went, I bought three tickets. Mine, 
one for my brother and my cousin uh, around 11 in the morning. And I think in Puerto Rico, movies come out on Tuesday. I mean, Thursday. On Thursday. So this came out Wednesday midnight going to Thursday. So I bought the tickets early. Got there about an hour earlier, line out the door. Like, crap. So I went in. In the first three three kind of rows, I'm sitting like this watching the movie all night. I, I didn't care. But yeah, you got to love was, that row. I remember I was like in the third row in my theater. Yeah. It was yeah, maybe not so much, but like forty-five degrees looking up. But it's a great crawl, and war people might make fun of it, but it puts you there. We just came out from Attack of the Clones. They say the Clones Wars has begun. I can't remember the exact the, words begun that the Clone Wars have exactly. So this is it. Three years of war. So it puts you in that right mindset, and we're right in the action. The Chancellor has been taken by General Grievous. Another great George Who Lucas the, name. Exactly. Yeah. We have Count Dooku and General Grievous, and the Chancellor has been kidnapped, but you're right there in the action. It's not, oh, let's just sit back for 20 minutes. It's, you're in the action. You know what happened before, and two Jedi and the Jedi, they're trying to save the Chancellor before he's taken out. So, love this crawl. was great to kind of start this ending of the saga at that point. So, I got high. Nothing but high notes for the for the crawl. Yeah, I, I love it. It, it. it was my pick for my favorite uh, prequel trilogy crawl because yeah. I I just adore it and the impact of a twelve year old again. <laughs> I can't understate war like whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some, we don't hear that. Yeah, it's Star Wars, right? But we don't get that in crawls. No. Is there a crawl? I don't. I think the answer is gonna be no. But is there a crawl that you don't like? And you're like, ah, oh, this kind of weird. There's a crawl I hated. And I love it now, and I'll mention it later. <laughs> okay, uh, before we go uh, to the original trilogy, uh, is there anyone you hate? Any, any probably hate? No, I just I read all nine of them before we we kind of decide on these three, and so there's nothing I hate. I, they're they're all weird in their own way. <laughs> they're weird in their own way. I'm gonna highlight here a comment from Brennan from his podcast page. He wrote that. Yeah, it's so funny how everybody hated the political talk in the Phantom Menace, including the opening crawl. But nowadays we hear about that stuff in the real world all the time. Yes, and I'll say when it came out, I was 19. I didn't care about politics at that point. I didn't follow the Puerto Rican politics and less the U.S. I unfortunately do a lot more now, and I hate everything that's happening around the world. So now, and it's reading everything like Plagueis. If you, so I'm going back to Plagueis, but. You know, reading, I gotta go watch Phantom Menace after reading Plagueis because it covers everything leading into it and the whole movie is still there. But I understand why people went from, oh, we're finally getting Star Wars back. Wait, what's this taxation of trade routes? Hey, hey, what's going on? So I understand why people were kind of pushed off when this came out. But there's none that I really hate. And like you said, it's, as soon as the movie comes out, I'm like, ah, let me just read it. I, man. What's a bigger gut punch? The Phantom Menace, the return of Star Wars being political crawl, <laughs> or everyone being excited for the next Luke adventure and the crawl starts. Luke Skywalker has vanished. What? Yeah, I, and I thought that was I was ready to talk about the Force Awakens, but we don't have that one. People didn't pick it. But yeah, but that's oh, great. Well, well, we'll uh, mention it. I, I I I looked at my dad. I was like, dope. <laughs> <laughs> It is because talking about where it's going, where the movie is leading, it's like, oh, wait, what's going to happen? But we'll get to the sequel trilogy in a minute. So original trilogy, 
Episode six, Return of the Jedi won the, the fan vote. Luke Skywalker Return has of the Jedi. yes, Return of the Jedi. Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction on a new armored space station even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, this ultimate weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy. I'll say, reading this now, I can't—I don't remember again my mindset in 1993 when I saw this the first time. But if I read this now, if this movie came out, I'm like, really? Another Death Star? And I know we got Starkiller Base. But this scroll, I'll say, is kind of my least favorite one. Just reading it now, it's like too exposition. It's like, <laughs> I, I know that's what that the crawl is doing, but it's like, ugh. I don't love that crawl. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm shocked it, it, it was picked as number one. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll say this, Empire, which was my favorite movie for the longest time, I don't love that crawl either. Yeah. I'm like, okay, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this Empire one, is, this is three years, sorry, Return of the Jedi, three years after Empire Strikes Back, mention of the second Death Star. It kind of tells us real quick what happened <laughs> at the end of the previous movie. They're going to go to Tatooine to get Jabba the Hutt, and the Death Star is coming, and oh, our rebels are in trouble. I don't know, for the ending of that trilogy at that point, it's, I don't know, it's too much. It feels like too much. It's... Again, it's a very George Lucas crawl. I'll say <laughs> that it's uh, dropping on dropping us into an adventure, basically. And I, again, I don't love it. I I, I can't believe I really can't believe New Hope wasn't picked because it's the first one and it's I know one of the best ones I, in my opinion. I feel uh, bad because everyone voted, but I got one comment, and it was, "You better talk about a, a New Hope. That's the first one we gotta talk about." A new so, Hope. Let, let's do something, Edward, because Brennan actually mentions the original. Episode oh. four crawl, and okay. I, I looked it up. You, um, and it, it's long. <laughs> it's long. <laughs> it is a period of civil war in the galaxy. The brave alliance of underground freedom fighters has challenged the tyranny and oppression of the awesome empire, the Galactic <laughs> Empire, striking for from a fortress hidden among the billion stars of the galaxy. Rebel spaceships have won their first victory in in a battle with the powerful Imperial Starfleet. The Empire fears that another defeat could bring thousands more solar systems into rebellion and Imperial control over the galaxy would be lost forever. I'm not done. <laughs> oh my goodness. To crush okay. the rebellion once and for all, the Empire is constructing a sinister new battle station powerful enough to destroy the entire planet. Its completion <laughs> spells certain doom for the champions of freedom. Oh man, that's yeah. a long one. Yeah, take 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 a couple of sips of it's, your water. And I want it. It was interesting to read that because I, I I've mentioned I love writing fan fiction and I mm -hmm. love writing crawls because I I think it's a challenge. You have to be very mm -hmm. concise. The words are key. That what you're gonna capitalize. You and one thing he does here is he repeats a lot of words. Mm -hmm. And I've not I I can be terribly terribly wrong, but off the top of my head. Of the top of my head, I don't think Star Wars crawls repeat words. They use like different words, synonyms, and things. So sure. that that was interesting to read that one. Yeah, you can feel the editor going, take this out, uh, no. take this out. You're repeating the same thing. 
Awesome Galactic Empire. No, that's not <laughs> the there. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. But you can see the building blocks yeah. of what we actually got. Yeah, for sure. But oh man, that's two minutes that's of long. living. That's wow. that's too much. But that I, that's basically like if you're trying to sell the movie. What's the movie about? That sells it. And that's a pitch. Oh, that's what the crawl is doing. But yeah, that's a long pitch. It's still a long elevator pitch. The elevator <laughs> ride go will be like, over, and the guy's like, "Dude, I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, you gotta hit like that twenty-fifth floor to get through all that. Um, all right, anything else for the Return of the Jedi? I think it's okay. It's not the best. Yeah, I can't believe it won, but hey, if yeah. people like it, they like people it. People like it. All right, so for the sequel trilogy, and then I guess in maybe here is the one that you don't like in this trilogy. It's a crawl that you really don't like, but. Not surprising, I would say. I thought Phantom, uh, The Force Awakens was going to win, but the people love The Last Jedi. So episode eight, The Last Jedi. The First Order reigns. Having decimated the peaceful Republic, Supreme Leader Snoke now deploys his merciless legion to seize military control of the galaxy. Only General Leia Organa's band of resistance fighters stand against the rising tyranny Certain that Jedi Master Luke Skywalker will return and restore a spark of hope to the fight. But the resistance has been exposed as his first order speeds toward the rebel base. The brave heroes mount a desperate escape. I love it. One <laughs> of my favorite crawls. Okay. And it's a hard one because you're writing saying? a crawl for a movie that's starting five minutes after the one we just watched. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, I, I always thought there was going to be a time jump, and uh, I think before the movie, they were like, no time jump, it's mm -hmm. picking up right after. So, it was interesting for me to read, but I think it does a great job setting up what's, and you know what, people say, like, we didn't really get much of what was happening, but I think this crowd gives us, like, mm -hmm. yeah, they're taking over everything, and yeah, I, I, I liked it. Yeah, it's like you said, this is this is probably one of the hardest ones to, to write because it's just minutes, hours after the end of The Force Awakens. I'm surprised because at the end of the movie, yeah, the heroes won, so you think they're going to be on a high, and it's not. They really lost because their five planets were destroyed. The New Republic was destroyed. So, yeah, the First Order is feeling victorious. Let's snuff out the last of the resistance. So it does convey what just happened. Kind of sets you in the mood for the for the following movie, and we got more with Luke Skywalker. At least they found him; he's not lost anymore. But yeah, it's a good crawl. And it puts you right in the action, also. And I think it, it's interesting because it doesn't do the stereotypical thing where the first order got hit, they wait a year yeah. and come back. No, they got hit, and we're coming <laughs> after you right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a great. I'll say that one's a great crawl, especially for how difficult it must have been yeah. for Ryan Johnson to try to find a way to express what's going to happen when only a few minutes have gone. Yeah. I'm not a fan of no time jump because oh me neither. I, I think if I would have been, I again, it's my yeah. favorite Star Wars movie, but I would have done it differently, <laughs> I, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, but you mentioned there's one yes. troll that you're not too happy with. No, Which? so uh, when I watched The Rise of Skywalker and that crawl ended, I was like, oh my, what did they do? What <laughs> did they do? And Alberto, honestly, it's now one of my favorites because it's so, yeah. it's like in the same way I hate the I love the Meyer Domo. It's so <laughs> silly. 
Well, I'm gonna look I, for it because I don't I remember. remember when I read the dead speak, I was like, Oh, oh yeah. no, oh no, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's I, I really came around on it and I, I just love how silly it is. And I and it's not in a for example, the movie The Room, where you love it but know it's terrible. Like I really <laughs> like it. I love how yeah. wild and it perfectly sets up the movie you're about to watch, which is a wild, crazy movie. Yeah. So oh, this is not it. Come on, can't find it. The, the dead, dead speak. The galaxy has heard a mysterious broadcast, a thread of revenge, and a sinister voice of the late Emperor Palpatine. Let's just leave it there. It's weird, like you said. It's and weird. If you're into all this fandom, you know that the dead speak, that message was revealed on Fortnite of all reasons, of all places. I agree. That's a weird one to start with. I understand why the first time that you see it's like, what's going on? Dude, I, I was like, oh my God, what did they do? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. I know a lot of people left the theater that way. I, I was whelmed and then came to love it but yeah yeah i really like yeah i like the rise of skywalker so i don't mind it but yeah it's a weird troll especially starting that way but come on um any anything else from the cross you might want to mention before we jump into our own version of the rogue one crawl more crawls lucasfilm please yes please i love them all right Oti. I told you we're gonna talk about trolls. Let's take a stab at writing our own troll for Rogue One, yes. which we did. Um, I'm gonna put. You wanna do yours first or mine first? I, am I gonna read? Oh no! Put, oh. Yeah, you're gonna read yours. I'm gonna put it. It's gonna go up as a crawl. I have the music on my phone, so we're able to talk over it and not get copyrighted. And then we'll talk a little bit about it, and then we'll go out. So you wanna do yours first? Yeah, sure. All right, let's go. <laughs> Look, you, you read it. Come on, read your own crawl. No, the the evil empire. It is time to go rest. I can't read it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start again. Come on, you're killing me here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we have an audio version of this. <laughs> <laughs> it is a time of great unrest. As rebel cells move to restore freedom, the evil empire tightens its grip over the galaxy. As affected Senator Mon Mothma attempts to unite the different factions into the Rebel Alliance, the time for action nears, as the regime is moving to new offensive. The Rebels must now seek, seek out information on the enemy's new tactics in order to ignite the fire of hope to their cause. <laughs> I'll say, because we, we, we can use what happened in Andor, what happened in Rebels, there's a little Death Star there. Even though it's Death Star too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a great crawl. I'll say that's a good one. Thank what you, you. when you were writing it? What were you kind of? I was, uh, some I was of the points you wanted to hit. So it's weird because you told me the whole 
uh, Andor thing and Rebels, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, how do you bring it together, but also supporting what the movie is about? Because I'm not sure. going to talk about Kanan and uh, <laughs> Luthan. But mm-hmm. so the message I wanted to convey was like, the Empire is getting wilder. Mm-hmm. And these bands of rebels have to come together if they want to stand a chance against the Empire. Yeah. So that was what I was trying to to convey. Yeah. I mean, and it does. I do did enjoy it. It's better than no crawl at all. And I I want to say my favorite part is looking for um the adjectives to, mm-hmm. to the Empire, like um the evil empire. <laughs> uh I don't know, like finding those quirky Lucas mm-hmm. Lucas words. I, I love that part. Yeah. For next time, you gotta throw awesome in there. Awesome. The awesome empire. Have you said you like writing crawls? Have you tried writing one for Rogue One before when we didn't get no. one or Never. first time? Okay. Never. Yeah, me neither. And it's a lot harder than you would think. Well, I can write a crawl for Rogue One. It's, it's a hard. Harder. Yeah. By the way, Brennan mentioned there's another crawl to New Hope than the one I read, and it's Adventures of Starkill. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll check it out, Brennan. We'll find that one later. All right, so, so here we go. This is mine. I'll say same thing. I didn't go straight into Andor. I had a line there, and I just took it out. Okay. Maybe I went... I It's a name of two planets that I put. It's a little bit on the nose, but whatever. This is just to have fun. All right. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Rogue One. <laughs> A Star Wars story. For decades, the evil empire has subjugated worlds with its crushing grip. The Galactic Senate's power dwindles, even though some resist. From Lothal to Ferrix, rebel cells, partisans, and everyday people have started rising up. But a new weapon casts a shadow over the growing descent. On the remote world of Lamu, scientist Galen Erso and his family lead a peaceful life, but Imperial Director Orson Krennic returns in search of his old friend. I I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I like it. I love that last paragraph, how it sets mm-hmm. up, which is something I did not do, and I'm punching myself over it. <laughs> but um, I, I like how that paragraph leads directly into how, what the movie's going to start. Yeah, that I added because as I was just reading all the crawls time and time again before this, a lot of the last paragraphs just lead straight to the movies. Yeah. So I said I gotta put something there. So it was a good exercise to get to get that crawl there. And like you said, hopefully Lucasfilm has learned their lesson and we get more crawls moving yes, forward. Please. When an episode 10 gets announced in celebration. Do you ever pay attention to how long or how short a crawl is? Does that <laughs> no idea? No? Okay. No. Three it, paragraphs, also, and that's it. it. That's always an interesting art, because sometimes a paragraph is just an entire sentence. Yeah. So I, I love yes. it when they do that. But Yeah, I don't I don't pay attention. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, maybe next time. All right, so now we move to our other segment where we talk about something else that's not Star Wars in a world between fandoms. Somewhere is my music. There we go, a world between fandoms. All right, Oti, I know we're going to spend some time talking about The Last of Us, but before we jump into it, we don't get to talk too much about DC, the DC Universe. Uh, James Gunn and someone else that I don't know the name. Peter Safran. 
Peter Safran, now the heads of DCU, DC Universe, whatever you want to call it. And, DC Studios. Sorry, DC Studios. And on January 31st, everyone was waiting. They got their new plan. They announced the whole slate. A lot of TV, TV shows, TV movies, or TV shows and movies. I'm just going to run through them real quick. Uh, we're not going to go through all of them, but just your overall sense of where the DC is heading. Uh, Superman Legacy, Superman, Woman of Tomorrow. Sorry, Supergirl, no, Woman no. of Tomorrow. Batman, The Brave and the Bold. Paradise Lost, which is for Themyscira. Booster Gold, Creature Commandos. Waller, Lantern for the Green Lanterns. Swamp Thing, The Authority. And they also mentioned that DC Elseworlds, so the Batman 2. Matt Reese, Batman is still there on their side. And the Joker is separate universe. You excited for this news? It's a little bit of direction. Some people are still worried. What does this mean? You have two Batmans, Flash might come back, Aquaman. Uh, so what's going on? Listen, so I I was overwhelmed and underwhelmed at the same mm -hmm. time. So I'll say I, I was whelmed. Yeah. I love to see comics. Like it's funny because in all of my setups in the camera, you can only see the Marvel ones, yeah. but I have like a whole section of the sea, like right there. It's what I really grew up with because I read a lot of DC and Spider-Man mm. and X-Men, but okay. a lot, a lot of DC. So I've always wanted that universe to be great. And I haven't hated the Zack Snyder universe. I, I always thought it was an interesting take on it. And mm -hmm. it never really affected me. Like, oh, they're changing the characters. Like, no, it's cool mm. new interpretation. Dope. So I've always wanted it to be great. And I'm very excited for James Gunn to, you know, have his turn at attempting to do something with it because even knowing even liking what they've done i don't think those characters have ever been like properly represented mm -hmm. it, batman of course there's been so many iterations of him that they've actually nailed it quite a couple of times but sure. superman i don't think there's like a perfect superman movie even with the uh first one, yeah with christopher that's probably the best one and I don't think it hits all the beats of Superman. So uh, the, I'm very excited for Superman Legacy, but I'm also very excited for the rest of the things they announced because they're like non-conventional titles. Like, mm -hmm. for example, The Authority. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, doing an Authority movie? I was shocked when I heard that. And the reason I'm excited is like, you don't go with these titles if you just want like a quick paycheck on this and a quick return. It, it makes me think that if James Gunn is using these characters, it's also probably James Gunn, you know, like hitting the beats he likes to hit, sure. the characters he likes. But I think he, ha he, he has in something interesting to set up. And seeing these titles and seeing what he mentioned out of all these titles, I think he has something good in mind because it's all about characters, their morals, and those morals being challenged. Sure. And that's what he mentioned with Superman. And that's kind of what's going to happen with Batman bringing in Damon Wayne. So, yeah. I was excited to hear this because I grew up also reading comics, Marvel and DC. I've always been more of a Marvel fan, but I love Superman, Batman. Who's, who's, who doesn't love Batman? And a lot of those stories. So, like you mentioned, and I've watched all the Batman movies, everything has come out. So, I enjoyed. Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder verse, whatever people want to call it, please give up your dreams. It's not coming back. Um, I love the Man of Steel. Man of Steel is one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I'm really bummed that he's not coming back. And it's kind of weird when 
Dan James going on Peter Safran kind of say, yeah, well, the door is still open for Flash and for Sam and Aquaman. But Man of Steel, uh, Henry Cow is not coming back. He got shafted by the other group and we're basically shafting him because we're not bringing him back. But he's such a great actor out there that he already has a bunch of stuff to fall back on. Don't feel bad for him. He'll be okay. So I'm bummed about that. But Superman Legacy seemed very interesting the way they framed it. Uh, I don't know the story of Brave and the Bold. So having an older Batman have a kid out there, this this murderer, whatever he is, it's not the, the best the Robin out there, the psycho. I, uh, I'll just say this. I hate Damien Wayne. I hate yeah. him. I've always hated him. So yeah. it's going to be a challenge for me, for sure. Yeah. The thing for me, I'm not the biggest James Gunn fan. I really, oh. I love the first Guardian of the Galaxy movie. Um, I was okay with the second one. The Suicide Squad movie that he did for me was Okay, I only watch it once. There's no need to watch it again. Peacemaker might be my favorite thing after Guardians. And it took me like four episodes to get into it. The first three, too many adolescent jokes, kind of okay. things that I didn't care about. I'm not a, For the 18 to 24 crowd, great. But I'm like, eh, not for me. After that, it got a lot better for myself. So when he, the first epi, the first thing that they announced was what either the authority or creature commandos. I can't creature remember. Creature commandos. That's like, why I mentioned the whole James Gunn thing. And I'm like, I was afraid him. that oh, he's just gonna pick these weird arcs and comics and go that way. And that's the first. I'm like, he's doing it. But then he dropped Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Supergirl, and all that. So I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm not the biggest James Gunn fan, like I said. So I don't know. Excited uh, for new movies, but I'm not betting everything on them. Two two quick things I want to mention. I totally get what you're saying. Teams Gun's that guy I like a lot because mm -hmm. I like him. I think he's someone who loves these titles mm -hmm. and really wants to do like good by them. Sure. But I'm not expecting him to be like directing. And I okay. hope I really don't hope he's not doing Superman. I'll still give him a chance, but because he's a very well, he's specific. writing he's writing superman he's he said he's, he's writing, writing. and yeah. there's something people forgetting he's co-ceo of this mm. company he's he has a lot of his in his plate like yeah. negotiating and people say no saffron's taking care of the business side no they're both co-ceos <laughs> they both have to be involved yeah so uh I, I don't expect him to have the time to be like yes i'm gonna be on set doing superman every day i i don't know if he I'll probably have to eat my words if he <laughs> comes and does it. But uh, so on that side, I'm not that worried. And to you, I would say, like, since he loves these titles, I'm sure he's going to pick the right people to come and do them. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think he's going to be directing a lot of them. I think they say already it was James Mangold might be doing something. Oh, so that that's would be crazy. That's yeah. <laughs> but I think Superman's first one, it comes out 2025. Yeah. So if we get Star Wars movie. movie Plus this one. It's gonna and be the Batman is coming out in 2025. Man, when they say they're not touching the Batman, like okay, just do whatever else you want. Just leave Matt Reeves and, and Batman dude, alone. And, I'm happy. For someone like me, two Batmans at the same time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's gonna be something. Uh so again, excited for it. We'll talk more as we get more information. But Oti, episode three of The Last <sighs> of Us. You said last week you were very excited for this. Can't wait to watch it and talk about it. I'm just giving you the floor. I don't know they, what else we can say that hasn't been said about this episode. But... They, sh they changed so much, Alberto. They changed so, so much. And now I can talk about it. So mm -hmm. in the game, when you get to Bill, 
you don't you never see Frank. Okay. And Frank Joel doesn't know Frank. Uh Bill oh. keeps talking about this partner he had that disappeared and he's clearly very bummed about it. And you get to this house at one point and this, there's this guy who committed suicide and Joel's who, who's that guy and Bill goes like, "Oh, that's Frank." And he cuts him down. And before you leave the house, if you walk around, you find a note from Frank mm, okay. in which he tells him that he hates Bill. He hates him. And <laughs> there, and he was trying to build a car and escape. And he got bitten and killed himself. Mm. And and it's like and you get to choose if you tell Bill or not. So it's a very different dynamic. And they really hint that they, they really did have a relationship. Mm-hmm. So... In this episode, when they were giving us the relationship aspect to it, I was like, they're going to break our hearts. They're going to just smash it with a hammer. (laughs) And they did, but in a very different different way. way. In a very different way. It was beautiful. I think it served a better purpose to the story than what we got in the game. I think it brings that the themes in that part of the game better than how it happened in the game. Because that part is more about um who are you fighting for sure and i think how they played it out in the episode it hits home better yeah this is something we talked last week that this seems like it's gonna be a flashback episode and 95 percent of it was yep. yeah it was joel and ellie walking over there hey, it doesn't matter once they get there that's important they're just walking trying to get to this stash that joel has some weapons and stuff but it's heartbreaking but I was if if the way it was set up because I forget the name of the character that dies in the previous episode. What's her name? Tess. Tess. When she said take him, take her to Bill and Frank. So you know that both of them, at least for me myself, okay, both of them are gonna be there. So when we start getting the flashback and Frank falls into the hole, Bill gets him out, but he keeps stalling, right? Oh, let me take a shower. Oh, let me play the piano. I'm like, he's going to kill him. Don't turn your back. Because that's what happens in every one of these survivor movies, right? You turn your back for five seconds and the person that you're helping kills you. So I'm like, this is going to happen. But I know she said, take her to Bill and Frank. So this is not going to happen. So it was a good reversal on that kind of trope that we get. Before we get into more of the actual story between them, I love that they showed why Bill is still surviving. So a lot of times, yeah, people that survive, you always, how the hell is this person surviving 10 years here? He already has his bunker. The first thing he did was go into the power company, get power to his house, buy all the supplies that he needed, get stocked up. It's like, okay, it makes sense that he's able to survive out there by himself. He did everything I would have done. <laughs> like, I, 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 always, two minutes. I always say this. If it's a standard horror movie, dead. First in minutes. If it's a zombie movie, I'm making it all the way until the world ends or they find a cure. Because yeah. I've been preparing myself for this forever. So oh man, everything now. Bill did, I was like, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> raid the liquor shop, uh, mm-hmm. raid Home Depot. Uh, yeah, everything. Yeah, you're taking no, checking off. Yes, yes, right. Yes, good, good job, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, it and, was. Go ahead. So one thing that threw me off and I didn't even think about it was that Bill, when the episode starts 20 years before, is mm-hmm. the same age he is um, in the game. So I never okay. really processed, like, he's going to be 20 years older Yeah. by that point. And I thought he beat it. When those raiders come, he gets shot in the mm-hmm. stomach. I thought he was dead because it just fades to black. He said, like, oh, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. 
and it comes back and it's Frank that looks all messed up. I'm like, oh, Frank, those 20 years hit you hard, but then you don't know he's sick, he's going through all this. <sighs> I don't know, it's a great love story. Uh, does a lot for representation. Everyone's out there is saying it's deserved. Um, I can't make, uh, a lot of people say this better than I can, but it's, we usually don't get these gay queer love stories that have this type of ending it's something usually something bad happens a lot of, like you said in that game is very different the way they separate and a lot of people were saying that they're glad they changed it to give this relationship more time to breathe and so they ended in their own terms so I understand why people were very sad at the end um it it, it really it's a it's a very last of a story it yeah you know, it shows you all the light side and dark side of the of the relationship, but it mm -hmm. it has like a beautiful ending to it. And I love Bill's. Uh, it sounds so weird, but I love his suicide, where he's yeah. like, you know, I'm old. I'm, as you get to choose how you go, I want to choose how I go. Mm -hmm. And I love that line, like we've been drinking the pills, like or you pour the pills into yeah. the pills into the wind. He's like enough to kill the horse. I'm yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I was I was pro I was thinking the same thing. Like he's he's not gonna then just stay by himself. He's gonna do the same thing, but when he starts crushing them, and then oh, did you is there were the drugs already in the in the one? I, I yeah, think he I tried, that. and he's like, it tastes the same. <laughs> yeah, I but again, I I just I fell in love with what they did, and it I it's a happy story. Honest, I know it. We were all sad, but it's a mm. happy story, and yeah. it's. I think it works better with how dark the story is gonna get to give us this light story to tell us the same message, mm. and I, I really appreciated that. And I love, like you said at the beginning, the meaning of this episode. I know people didn't like it just for their weirdness that they don't want these type of stories out there. Bill was gay in the game. You were yeah. just paying attention to your phone and not what they were saying. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> give attention to that guy that posted. Why are kids watching gay stories in my zombies? <laughs> Do I watch the kids? They were like, kids are watching the show. Who's letting the kids watch a 9 p.m. HBO show? Like, who? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's Moms Against TV again. Uh, but yeah, so all those people aside, because um, I also said, also, I didn't see this on my feed. I saw people complaining about it, about other people saying that, oh, uh, again, the filler word get, got thrown out. But like you said, the message of this episode is save one person. You can't save everyone. You gotta save at least one. Of course, they're talking about Tess in that note, but no, it's Ellie. So that it's right there. Even if you didn't like the whole episode for whatever reason, that little three minutes of her reading the note, it's the meaning of the story, the meaning of this episode. Hopefully the show going forward is do what you can to save one person. And we know that Joe is very secretive about his past. Every time that Ellie tries to mention something, even from Tess or everything. So very interesting to see where this dynamic goes forward now. He kind of revealed a little bit more about his brother. He got recruited by the Fireflies. We're going to go find him. So yeah, very excited for him moving forward. But yeah, that message of just save one person just hit hard. And you know what? I, I like this change with the whole tommy thing because i as i mentioned in the game mm -hmm. sent her to tommy and they go to bill to help them get the car mm -hmm. and here he chooses to go to tommy his his mission gets yeah. to a to a dead end with finding that bill's dead 
And now he's like thinking, okay, what can I do for this kid? Oh, Tommy. So I like that change because it's more of Joel's choice to, to do so. All right. So can't wait for tomorrow's episode. Also, I watch what's coming. I can't remember. I know it's more action packed. It is. Episode, so it, it's going to be some tense episodes. <laughs> I think it's going to be like a two or three parter. So let's see. Oh, nice. So very interested to, again, I wish I every week, very interested to see where this story is going. Show so far. Keeps knocking it out of the park. Can't wait to see what happens. Get, get those hearts ready, people. <laughs> it's not get. <laughs> Roberto was playing the second game this yeah. week, and he, he tweeted out at me like, "Is it gonna get better?" It's like <laughs> it's gonna get so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. Yep. All right. So thanks everyone for joining us today. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Brennan, for being here. And again, thanks to Mike for having us on his podcast yesterday. And everyone that's gonna be listening to this on Tuesday when. It drops as part of the Star Wars Podcast Day 2023. Thank you, Oti. It's there in your name. I got to say it. Where can people find you? You can find me over at Twitter, Instagram, and Hive at EP Star Wars, whatever it says down there, <laughs> or the show notes. <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. We'll be back next week with a new brand, brand new topic. What? I have no idea, but we're getting <laughs> close to Mandalorian coming out. We'll do an episode soon. Just our thoughts on... Our speculations on it. Uh, and in a couple of weeks, we'll do our High Republic, High Republic phase two so far. I gotta find talk. conversions. Yeah. <laughs> so can't find it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'll send uh, we'll send you mine by the time we get it, it will be March already. All right, so thank you again to everyone for joining us. Stay safe, be safe, and may the force be with you.